Praise God. Praise God. Today we are examining ourselves. We are asking ourselves, what are we running from? And who are we running to? In Matthew chapter 27, verse 1, it reads, Early in the morning, all the chief priests and the elders of the people made their plans how to have Jesus executed. So they bound him, led him away, and handed him over to Pilate, the governor. When Judas, who had betrayed him, saw that Jesus was condemned, he was seized with remorse and returned the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priest and the elders. I have sinned, he said, for I have betrayed innocent blood. What is that to us, they replied. That's your responsibility. So Judas threw the money into the temple and left. Then he went away and hanged himself. That was Matthew chapter 27, verse 1 through 5. And I've read this many times before, but I never really put myself in the shoes of Judas and really examined, you know, his heart posture through all this, his, where his mind was at. He, Judas literally walked with Jesus. He saw the miracles, the wonders. He heard the sermons. And yet, he turned Jesus in to the Pharisees for 30 pieces of silver. And it's so hard to grasp your mind around it because in our day and age, you know, we have that revelation of who Jesus is and what he came to do, his purpose and everything. And at that time, and this is just me extending some grace, maybe Judas didn't really fully understand who he was. And maybe even if he did, maybe he just thought somehow Jesus would get himself out of it. And for whatever reason, he thought he was doing the right thing. He let the enemy in and he made a huge mistake. But one thing that has not ever been brought to my attention was that Judas repented before he hung himself. He repented and low-key in a way asked for forgiveness. But who was he running to? He was running to the Pharisees. He was running to the teachers of the law to 
validate him, to forgive him for what he did, to take back the money, and to reverse the whole situation. And maybe he thought, maybe he felt comfortable. He felt comfortable enough to, to go to them and, and, and say, Jesus is here, go get him, and, and trusted them. But then when he realized that he made a mistake and he went back to them, they just said, what is that to us? That's your responsibility. They pointed that finger of condemnation, those same people that he was walking with to portray Jesus and thought maybe they were all on the same team. He came back to them and they just looked at him like, that was your decision. Even though, you know, they were the ones that were plotting and he was just, you know, kind of the messenger to tell them where he was at, to tell them where Jesus was at. They put all that on him. When he was looking to them for forgiveness. But we see in our lives, sometimes, you know, we're running to the wrong people. We're running to the wrong things, the wrong situations, running to unfulfilling answers. And I just want to challenge you to really, really examine, you know, when you're in these moments of realizing, I messed up. I made a mistake or even something is just like I'm upset I'm sad I'm angry what are you running to because if you're not running to God you are ultimately setting yourself up for disappointment because even though you know our friends our family our church group our church friends you know our pastor Although they can, you know, encourage and pour into us, nothing beats the unfailing love of Jesus Christ. No one can forgive you except for Jesus. Judas ran to the wrong place, and it's so crazy that literally Jesus would have and did he would have forgiven Judas if Judas ran to him and said, Jesus, my friend, my brother, I'm sorry. Jesus would have welcomed him with open arms, but he went to the wrong place and he ran into condemnation and it led him to take his own life. And he truly he truly, just by reading the scriptures, he truly, truly did repent. He said, I have sinned, for I have betrayed innocent blood. He realized what he did was wrong, but he just ran to the wrong place. And I can't help but think, what if he ran to Jesus? How would this situation have been different? And this is, you know, an unfortunate situation. And it may, makes me see Ju Judas in a whole new light. And, and really just as human, you know, Judas was human. And we're not so different. 
Who are you running to? Because Jesus is, he died on the cross for us to run to him. We need him. We need him. And even though it, you know, our lives may not be as drastic as betraying Jesus and, you know, but there are some situations in our lives where we do need to repent from running to the wrong place. Because that's prideful. Stop running away from God. You know, conviction is so, so good. It's so, so humbling. It brings you closer to Jesus. It brings you deeper into his love and his kindness. I mean, I don't know. You know, I used to think, oh, yeah, Judas, you know, he he's definitely, you know, going to to hell. <laughs> but I don't know where he is or where he's going. I don't know. But I do acknowledge that in these scriptures that he did repent. I'm not saying he, you know, I'm not saying one way or the other, but I'm just saying Judas did repent. And that just makes me think about the character and nature of God and how compassionate he is. And I don't even think I can even fathom his compassion or kindness. And that is so scary to me. Like how I can't even fathom the love of God. I can't even fathom the compassion, the kindness, the humility. Even when Peter slashed that soldier's ear off, Jesus went and healed him. The people that were taking him away, he healed him. That's his heart. That is truly God's heart. And if that isn't enough to motivate you to run to him, it doesn't matter what you did or what you thought about doing. God is a healer. He's a restorer. And he's waiting for you with open arms. If you even got this far, then you've probably already started your process of repenting and God is bringing to memory the things that, you know, he wants you to let go of, the things he wants you to forgive, the things he wants you to move forward in. But first, you have to be vulnerable and true with yourself and God. You have to be vulnerable with God. Even the uncomfortable things there are some things that I had to admit to God that I was so embarrassed that I even thought this way. And I was writing it down and laughing at myself because I couldn't even, like, God, like, I don't even know why I think like this. I don't even know why I, like, have this desire in this way. Like, I don't understand. 
and, it, and it's so self-centered and it's so selfish. And I know that, yet that's something that is, you know, was a part of my mental. And God had to strike it down, but he couldn't strike it down unless I was vulnerable and honest that this is a problem. This is a belief I hold that does not align with the word of God. And what he says and and who he says I am. My identity. And so it's crazy, y'all. It's crazy out here in in the world of vulnerability. (laughs) Because you have to face yourself, and nobody wants to do that. And that is why people will not grow in the Lord, because you don't want to face yourself, but you cannot grow. I'm telling you, I'm not speaking weird curses over you. I am telling you the truth. You will not grow in the Lord if you can't be vulnerable with yourself and true to yourself and true to how you feel and what those deep, deep thoughts in your mind are that are holding you back from running into freedom, right? So I just want to encourage you, to extol you, to run to God in faith, to Look in the mirror. And I don't mean that in a condemning way. I mean that in the most loving way possible. Look in the mirror and be honest. And allow God to change you. Surrender. Don't fight. Don't resist him. Surrender to God. Lord, I just pray for everyone and anyone who who has came this far and has really taken your word to heart, Lord God. Lord, I just pray that you give them the boldness to come before your throne in honesty and with integrity. Lord God, I ask that you move their heart of stone and give them a heart of flesh and renew the right spirit within them to hear your voice, your still, small voice. Lord God, give them the heart to receive your love, your compassion, your mercy, your faithfulness, Lord God. Allow them to forgive themselves. Lord, remove every bitter root that has made its way into their hearts and into their minds. Lord, remove every bitter root in the name of Jesus and replace it with the roots of your word and who you say they are and their identity in you, Jesus. May the fruit of forgiveness be in abundance in their lives. May other people see and testify the change in them, oh God. Lord, I thank you for each and every person that you've put here for a purpose. The plans that you have for them, may they prevail in the name of Jesus. 
Let every stone that was meant to trip them up make them quick on their feet. And may the enemy's lies fall down and die. Every lying spirit that whispers to them, especially in the nighttime, may the fire of God devour in the name of Jesus. Peace be still. You have the mind of Christ in the name of Jesus. Peace be still. Thank you, Lord. Amen. I feel I feel the stillness of God right now. His presence. Every burden lift as we surrender to you, every burden that we've been carrying, Lord, we surrender it to you. We surrender to your ways. Lord, we know that we all fall short of the glory of God. But that's okay. Because every day we we pick up our cross and we try again because your mercies are new every morning. We thank you. We love you. We honor you. We praise you. May the seed that was planted tonight not be uprooted in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen, amen. Just just rest in the presence of God. Just let him speak to you.